Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Why We Disney Podcast. This week we have a very special episode. We are doing the Disneyland version of our What's Worth the Price episode. We will be breaking down food, merchandise, everything that we think is worth the price at the Disneyland Resort. So let's get started. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Why We Disney Podcast. We are, we are here with a new episode for you this week, all about Disneyland and what is worth the price at the Disneyland Resort. As you can tell, Kara and Casey are not here today. We have our Disneyland team. So I am part of the Disneyland team. If you don't know me, I am Amanda. I am the marketing manager for the podcast. So basically, my job is to just make sure that everybody out there knows about the podcast and promote it as much as possible. And then I am also joined with our editor, Sydney. Hey guys, I'm so excited to be here today with Amanda and break down all things Disneyland. Um, We want to make sure that we are providing that West Coast content for you today. So um, Amanda, do you want to tell them what we're talking about today? Yeah, of course. So um, Karen Casey did a version of this episode with Disney World. So they talked all about what is worth the price at Disney World, um, whether that be food or the merchandise, snacks, anything. Um, So we are going to do that with the Disneyland Resort. So when we're talking about the Disneyland Resort, let's just break this down. We are really talking about Disneyland, Disney California Adventure, Downtown Disney, and we might even mention some of the Disneyland Resort hotels that we have on the West Coast. Um, So we're going to chat about all the things that we think are worth the price. Of course, we want to hear from our listeners, too, what you think is worth the price if you've been to Disneyland. Um, or even if you're just like Instagram stalking people and you already see things that you know are worth the price, let us know. Um, we're going to have a bunch of interactive stories on our Instagram the week that this episode comes out. So definitely make sure you're checking those out. Um, I think, Sydney, that we should start with food recommendations because our listeners probably already know that both um, Sydney and I are very big foodies when it comes to Disneyland. And we love our rides, but like food is right up there too, for reasons why we love Disneyland. Yeah, it's always a priority. Trying the next snack, um, revisiting some of our favorite meals in the park. So I would say that of the group, Amanda and I are definitely Disneyland foodies. And that's what I I know I spend all my money on food, mostly when I go to the parks. I'm sure Amanda does too. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I'll get started with my recommendations. Um, My number one recommendation for a restaurant that I think is definitely worth the price is Blue Bayou. You've been there, right, Amanda? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Many times. (laughs) Yeah. Amanda and I have a lot of similar favorites. Um, We both bond over our love of the food in New Orleans Square. So Blue Bayou is located in New Orleans in the Disneyland Park. Um, It is a sit-down restaurant. And the coolest thing about it is it is inside the ride Pirates of the Caribbean. So Mm. not only do you get amazing food, but you also get that atmosphere. It's just... I mean, you're paying for the experience, basically. Oh, yeah, for sure. You're definitely paying for being able to sit in Pirates of the Caribbean. and But the food is amazing, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's totally the experience, but also the food is spectacular. Yeah, and I know my favorite item on the menu is the Monte Cristo sandwich. Um, I know we have mentioned it before in our Disneyland episode, um, but it is my all-time favorite meal in Disneyland. Like, that's the one food I've been craving the most since I I haven't been back to the park yet. Yeah, and that's definitely my favorite, too. Um, I know that a lot of people really like the surf and turf, though. My husband, every time we go to Blue Bayou, that's what he gets. Um, but really, just all the food there is amazing. Yeah, and it, it is a little more pricey because it is a sit-down restaurant. You have that atmosphere. You have to make reservations to get in. Um, so it is one of the more expensive Disneyland restaurants. But if you have not tried it, I would definitely go. I saved it for a special occasion. I actually went when I graduated high school. So that was really special for my mom and I to go do a lunch there. Um, and I just have a lot of great memories, so I highly recommend it. And I'm sure you do too, Amanda. Yes, yes. And actually, um, so our listeners just know we talked about this list before we even 
wrote our script and started recording because Sydney and I have so many common things that we kind of had to like make sure we weren't overlapping and giving you guys as many recommendations as possible. But I will say too that it was a struggle to narrow down this list because we love Disneyland food so much and so much of it is worth the price. It was more like weeding out the things that are not, <laughs> you know, getting those handful of things out. But yeah, I agree. You have, you have a second recommendation? Yes, I do. So my second recommendation, I know that Amanda approves as well, is Lamplight Lounge. Um, and that is located in Disney California Adventure, right when you enter the Pixar Pier. Um, so it is, I think Ariel's Grotto used to be there, which was character yeah. dining. Um, but they turned it over into Lamplight Lounge once Pixar Pier was built. Uh, so and they have they have some of the most amazing food. That is my go-to restaurant when I'm in California Adventure. And I have to go there every single time um, I'm there because they have amazing food. They have amazing drinks. They have a spectacular view of the pier, Mickey's Wheel, Incredicoaster, mm-hmm. everything. So I would rate that a 10 out of 10. And my favorite thing to get there is actually the lobster nachos. I mean, their whole menu is so great. I know they have donuts for dessert. I've never had them, but I know Amanda has tried them before. Yes, they are really good. And actually, when I was there in June, they still had their modified menu from like their reopening and the donuts weren't on there yet. And I was so upset. I'm like, oh, I can't get the dessert. I was so looking for them. But their menu was just modified. But I believe they're back now. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And they have amazing drinks as well. Um, I recommend the open ocean with a splash and it's kind of, it's like a blue raspberry slushy, but with alcohol. So (laughs) that's what I recommend. Um, Do you have any recommendations when you go to Lamplight? Um, Mine would be really the same. And I actually don't really even like, I don't like lobster, but we still get the lobster nachos because I just eat around the lobster and my husband eats the lobster. Um, but also their sliders are really good. Honestly, all of their appetizers, the, um, I think they're called like potato skins or potato wedges or something. Those are really good as well. And actually on our Instagram the other day, we had, um, we did unpopular Disney opinions. I don't know if you saw this one, Sydney, but someone said Disney adult drinks are not worth the price. And I was thinking about this episode because I was like, I knew this episode was coming up and I was thinking about Lamplight Lounge and like don't get me wrong I've had Disney drinks before that were not worth the price like $15 and you couldn't taste the alcohol in them at all but Lamplight Lounge is not like that like those drinks are 100% worth the price like they are not stingy on their alcohol you can ask anyone that's been there and had some drinks like they are worth the price at Lamplight 100%. Yes, I agree. I am actually very selective on my Disney drinks. Um, I don't go and just spend money on any drink because it's expensive. It's like 15 bucks a drink at least. So, um, but I will say that all the drinks I've tried so far at Lamplight have been amazing. Um, I have two really good friends who love to go to Lamplight, the Ashleys, shout out to them. Um, (laughs) And they could drink at Lamplight all day long. They also love the drinks. So I get to go with them in a couple weeks when we go to Oogie Boogie Bash. And I am so excited. I can't wait. I feel like we're gonna have to do a recap of that trip because it's gonna be so much fun. (laughs) Yeah, I want to hear all about your experience um, and your trip. So we will definitely do that. Yeah. Um, but moving on to my third recommendation uh, is actually Jolly Holiday Bakery over back at Disneyland. Um, and they have a lot of good items. It's more quick service. So you can go up and order. Or you can do mobile order, which is like my new favorite thing. Um, and my go to there is the grilled cheese and tomato soup. And it is just the perfect meal. Uh, I usually get it for dinner after it gets dark, especially in the wintertime. It just warms me up and I get ready for the fireworks and it's just, it's a 10 out of 10 experience. (laughs) Um, And then they also have a really great bakery selection. So I always like to stop in and try the seasonal treats, um, the macaroons, everything. So Have you had the raspberry macaroon yet? No, I saw it all over Instagram and I did they didn't I don't think they had them or they were sold out or something last time I went, which was like 
March of 2020. So I need to get back there. Um, But I have heard every single person I've seen try it on Instagram said that they loved it. They are really good. They are so good. You have to get it when you go. But all their treats there are delicious. I'm so excited for, I'm hoping for the fall season, they bring back some of their hand pies Mm -hmm. because they are so good. They are like a homemade pop tart, but a million times better than Woody's lunchbox. Like, Oh yeah, I agree. Um, I had a guava hand pie from there one time that was a cocoa themed. Yeah, yeah. you had it too. It was yeah. it was so much better than Woody's lunchbox. And I don't <laughs> want people to come after me for saying that, but it was oh. just so good. So, yeah, nothing against Woody's lunchbox. You guys know here on the podcast we love Woody's lunchbox, oh, but yeah. the hand pies are just so fresh tasting, and mm-hmm. they just taste homemade. Mm-hmm. Just, there's nothing like them. So whether you want like a sandwich or a bakery item, a sweet treat, that is the best place to stop in and get something quick to go and eat it on your way to the next ride. (laughs) And then I do have one more recommendation here. So I have a snack recommendation that I think is worth the price. And if you know me, you know that I love everything pineapple and everything like ice cream. So of course my go-to is Dole Whip. Now I know a lot of people aren't a fan, but I think Dole Whip is worth the price in Disney just because it's not like a regular household thing. Like you can get Mickey bars. I'm sorry. You can get Mickey bars at Target if you wanted to get those. But And I know they taste different in the park, but Dole Whip is like something so specific to the Disney parks, especially when they come out with like different flavors, Um, like the raspberry, I've had coconut, I've had watermelon, that's like my new favorite. So I always think it's worth it for me to try a new flavor of Dole Whip and also the floats too. They have really nice floats where they add juice and fruit or whatever Sunday topping. So do you usually grab them from the tropical hideaway or do you grab them from the tiki bar? I do the tropical hideaway. Okay. Um, yeah, I got it at Tiki Bar like one time, I think, and it was just such a mess to wait in line and go and grab it and it was melted and it was, yeah, <laughs> Tropical Hideaway is very calm. You can go in, you order, line up, and then you sit down immediately and enjoy your melting dole. <laughs> so yeah. if you're getting it in Disneyland, I recommend the Tropical Hideaway and they also have more options, I think. Yeah, they have all those different flavors and the floats, and they now have like a Sunday. Have you seen the Sunday that comes with the little jungle cruise thing? Yes. Oh, I might have to get that for my trip. <laughs> <laughs> um, but enough about my recommendations. I would love to hear some of yours, Amanda. Yeah, so um, kind of piggybacking off of what Sydney said about Blue Bayou, um, I'm going to say Cafe Orleans in New Orleans Square. And really, um, their food is super similar. If you are not necessarily going for just the um, experience of sitting inside of Pirates of the Caribbean and having that kind of environment like you're actually eating in the in the bayou, um, then definitely go to Cafe Orleans. It's a little bit more affordable and you can still get the Monte Cristo. And actually, they also have the plum frites, which are amazing. They are the French fries that have like the Cajun seasoning on or the Cajun dip. You can dip in them and they have the Parmesan cheese on top and they are just so good. And right now, I have not been there since they changed the menu, um, but they're serving the Monte Cristo with the plum frites. And that is literally the best combination ever. Like number one meal recommendation in Disneyland right there. Oh, yeah. You might need a nap afterwards, but it is just so good. And that's where we always go Cafe Orleans when we don't want to do a whole reservation and sit down at Blue Bayou. Um, But we would always just get like individual Monte Cristos and then get a side of Pomfrit. So it's really great that they're serving it with it now. Yeah. And you can also get mint juleps there. So you can get like the full like New Orleans experience at Cafe Orleans. Um, you do need reservations for there as well. They're a little bit easier to get than the Blue Bayou, but sometimes they are difficult to do. So make sure that you're looking out for that um, pretty early before your trip. Um, my second recommendation is actually two recommendations kind of in one. Um, so I'm a big Mexican food person. I've grown up 
born and raised in Arizona. So Mexican food's a big deal to me. Um, even when I go to Disneyland, sometimes I'm still craving it. So Disneyland, the Disneyland Resort actually has two great Mexican food restaurants. So over at Disney's California Adventure, they have Cocina Cucamonga. And I hope I'm saying that the right way. <laughs> um, I'm always like second guessing myself. Um, but they have amazing tacos, um, chimichangas, everything there is so good. And I remember that was one of the very first restaurants I ever ate at at California Adventure. It's been there since it opened in that Pacific Wharf area. And it's delicious. Their meals are pretty big, too. So oftentimes we split those and, you know, we're good. Like my sister and I can just split it and that's a good dinner for us because we snack so much in the parks, too. Um, so definitely recommend that if you're at DCA. And then if you're at Disneyland and you're wanting Mexican food, I would say uh, Rancho Del Zocalo. I love that restaurant, too. Their chimichangas, their burritos are spectacular. And you can get them, I think they call it like Christmas style, where you get like half red sauce, half green sauce. Yeah. And it's they're so delicious. <laughs> they also always have really good like seasonal desserts there, too. Um, they had like a, some type of like churro ice cream sandwich type thing. I think the last time I was there for Halloween and it was amazing. Yeah. My biggest struggle when I go to the park seasonally is like narrowing down what snacks and what desserts I want to try. <laughs> so I definitely know what you're talking about. I think I had it on my list one year, but I didn't get a chance to try it. So I hope they bring it back. But I agree with you. Also, being from Arizona, you can't beat good Mexican food. Yeah. So those are both so good. And those are both quick service, too. Um, they both have mobile order available. So it's never like a struggle to get a meal there. Um, everything's really good. So definitely recommend that. And then for my third and final, I wanted to make sure that we had some type of shout out to a downtown Disney restaurant. Um, because downtown Disney does have a lot of great options, um, especially we usually, you know, if we're coming in the day before we go to the parks, we'll usually go to downtown Disney and have a meal down there. Or on our last day, we'll grab a meal in downtown Disney. So one of my personal favorites is Black Tap. And this one, like I debated putting it on here, but I, people love it. So the thing with Black Tap is that you can get it in other places in the United States. It's in Las Vegas. It's in New York City. So if you go to those places and you've been to one at one of the other locations, then maybe I don't recommend it to you. But if you've never been, definitely check out Black Tap. Their food is amazing. Um, their servings are very big. So again, you could split it if you're not super hungry. Um, they have a pizza burger, which is spectacular. I love their turkey burger. Um, their fried pickles are amazing. Their chicken fingers are amazing. Everything is so good. Have you ever ate there, Sydney? No, and it was on it's on my list, but I think when it opened, it was like right around the time that right before COVID. So <laughs> I did never get to the chance to try it, but I drool every time I look at their Instagram page. <laughs> and I know one thing that they are really well known for is their crazy shakes as well. <laughs> Yeah, and their crazy shakes, they are good. They are amazing. Um, that's one thing that, like, you definitely need to try the crazy shakes once and make sure you have, like, three people to share it. The first time that I went there, we actually had three people sharing one, and we still didn't finish it. That's how big they are. Yeah. Especially because we loved our food, so we scarfed down our food and then had no room left over for the milkshake. Um, but they are kind of pricey. They do have, um, the thing that I like about this location is that they have like a little to-go window. So you could get like a smaller, not as crazy shake um, to-go and the price is a little bit more reasonable for that too. Um, but I don't even recommend them for the ice cream and the milkshakes. I recommend them for the food. The food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I was scoping out because I've seen how ridiculously great those burgers look like you said the mm -hmm. pizza burger they have a lot of specialty burgers on there um yeah. that i think any foodie would want to try <laughs> yeah. it's so good you might um, want to put on your way out of the park but <laughs> oh yeah yeah you definitely have to have enough room to eat there for sure 
And when they opened, the line was so long to get in there because everybody wanted to try it. But I think the past couple of times I've been, it seems a little more calm. So you definitely have to check it out on your next trip, Sydney. Yes, I will. Yeah. And then I kind of want to give like an honorable mention to, because we did not mention any of the um, restaurants at any of the Disneyland Resort hotels, but I do want to talk about the Craftsman Grill that's in the Grand Californian. I love that restaurant. And that like, <laughs> I was going back and forth between Black Tap or that one, but it is so good. Their drinks are so good. Um, all of their appetizers are amazing. Their nachos are like right on par with the Lamplight lamp Lounge nachos. Um, you can get them with like either chicken or beef. They don't have lobster nachos, but uh, but they do have lobster quesadillas which my husband is crazy over and everyone I've ever been there with that's tried the lobster nacho or the lobster quesadilla. They're like, that's, it's incredible. So yeah. I actually like lobster. So I could give my personal experience. But. <laughs> no, I've seen photos of the lobster quesadilla and it looks amazing. Like so incredible. And I know you and I preparing for this episode, we were texting about different restaurants and mm-hmm. that is one that was not even on my radar, but is definitely is now. So um, I know I'll be taking you up on that recommendation. Yeah, definitely go there. So if you're looking for a restaurant at any of the resorts, that's like number one recommendation from me. Uh, And then of course, I need to throw in a snack too. So if you know, (laughs) Sydney's was pretty predictable with Dole Whip and mine's probably pretty predictable too. Mine's a churro. And if you are a Disney World person, I promise you the Disneyland churros are amazing. So much better than the Disney World. 100% worth the money. They're pretty cheap. And even the specialty ones are not that expensive. Like, I think you can get like a fluffer nutter churro for like $8 or something. It's like 7 or $8. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, 100% worth it. Definitely get a churro and try some of the specialty ones because they are so good. Um, and so fresh. And they're warm when you get them. And the smell and everything. I, I just yeah. They're like warm. They're warm and soft on the inside, but you still get like crunch when you bite into it. And it's, yeah, I will never eat a churro at Disney World just because I know it's never going to be worth the price for me when I can get <laughs> the amazing quality at Disneyland. And I actually have a friend who's only been to Disney World all their life and they went to Disneyland recently and they could not stop buying churros. They're, like, they're <laughs> incredible. So um, definitely take that recommendation up. Don't be swayed by the ones in Disney World if you've never been to Disneyland before. Yeah, totally agree. All right, well, we're going to take a quick ad break and when we come back, we're going to talk all about Disney merchandise that you can buy at Disneyland. Welcome back, guys. We are going to start with our next segment. We are still talking about all of the merchandise at Disneyland Resort. Um, So we, I mean, Amanda and I don't really buy that much merchandise from Disneyland. Like I said before, we spend a lot of money on food and we're there for the experience, the rides, the atmosphere. Um, But I know Amanda buys a lot from small shops and Uh, I don't buy a ton of merch in the parks and I have a lot of small shop items as well. So we decided to turn this segment into a debate. (laughs) So we're going to bring up popular merchandise in the park um, and we are going to debate whether we think they are worth the price or not. So um, Amanda and I will both give our answers. And the first one I have is pins. So you go first, Amanda. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to say no. For me, for me, they are not worth it. I have literally never bought a pin in my life. Like the few (laughs) pins I have, have been gifted to me. I've never bought one. So not worth the price for me. With that being said, I always say that when I have children someday, they are going to be pin collectors because (laughs) I kind of wish that I would have started as a child. Um, I went to Disneyland like a million times as a kid. And I have a, 
so many memories in my head of those trips and it's amazing and I'm so thankful for my memories but I do not have any physical objects to show for my trips as a child because we just didn't buy souvenirs like me not buying souvenirs started back when I was one year old and did not buy souvenirs um so I think that it's great when families do like buy one pin per trip or if you go to like if you stay at a new resort, like the first time you stay at the Disneyland Hotel or Grand California and like buy a pin to commemorate that. I think that's a great idea. But for me, myself right now, they're not worth it. What about you, Sydney? Yeah, so I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't think they're worth it now because now I find them to be incredibly expensive. And I know they have the different tiers of pricing but like the cheapest pin is still gonna be like 10 bucks so um I did actually grow up collecting pins it wasn't like free it wasn't like oh I have to buy every single pin but we did get a pin when we went on different trips or we'd get one from each park when we went to Disney World um and those pins I cherish I would never trade them so that's just something I don't get but I know it's very popular and I understand why people are into it it's just not for me um so I I do still have my pin collection they moved to Florida with me um I love looking at them and remembering those those trips growing up but now when I see pins it's it, it doesn't excite me <laughs> to get a pin like I don't have a whole pin board or anything so for me they were more as a memento as a child and now um I would rather spend my money on a churro. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Okay. Next one, let's do Loungefly backpack. Yeah, so Loungefly, I, mm, okay, I can't give a straight yes or no answer. Um, do I think it's worth it to collect Loungeflies? No, um, I don't think anyone should have like 50 lounge flies in in their house that takes up a lot of room. Um, If that's your thing, like I'm, you know, I'm happy for you. But as far as lounge flies go, like they are very expensive. They're, they run around $75. Um, I do have one lounge fly that I got and it has all the Disney snacks on it. Surprise. (laughs) (laughs) But I bought it not in the, with the intention to collect them, but to use the backpack as like a purse, you know, walking around. I know it's not an ideal park bag for me because I bring multiple outfits and you can really only fit like your wallet and a water bottle in them. So I think it's worth it if you find one that you fall in love with that represents you and wear it to have your Disney style every day. Yeah, I that's actually my exact answer too. Um, I only own two and one is like a very black and white classic Mickey one that goes with literally everything. Mm-hmm. So it was perfect for me. And then I have the Sleeping Beauty Castle one that I fell in love with that one the instant I saw it. Um, so if you find one that like screams at you and it just like represents you and you can wear it with multiple outfits and it's going to go with everything, then yeah, totally go for it. It's worth it. Um, but I'm with you. Like I can't imagine collecting a whole room full of lounge spot flies yeah. and the the seasonal ones would not be worth it to me because I might only use them like one or two times a year. Like, yeah. That's already how I feel about my seasonal ears that I have. Cause I only get to wear them for, you know, a couple outfits a year. So, um, I, I agree with you. I think it would just take up space and it would, I would be sad seeing it unused on my shelf. <laughs> I like to use the things that I buy and so and like wear them out and show them off and and I get excited when people notice that they have Disney on them so um but our next item is spirit jerseys and I know Amanda has a hot take on this so I'll let you go first <laughs> literally a hot take on this <laughs> So, um, born and raised in Arizona, it is very hot. Today, it's 112 degrees. And the only reason I'm wearing a long sleeve is because I'm inside. Um, and I am not wearing a spirit jersey, by the way. <laughs> this is a shirt I bought from the Disney outlet that was $15. So, not spirit jersey. Um, but for me, personally, not worth it. Like, you can't get one anymore that's cheaper than, like, $75. Mm-hmm. And it's such thick material. It's basically a sweater. 
that I can't wear except for like December and January in Arizona. And Mm -hmm. even at Disneyland, like it's not, doesn't ever get super cold in Southern California. So it's not really practical for there either. I also feel like they're not very flattering. Like they just don't, not that I like to wear clothing that's like super like form fitting or anything, but I feel like they're just kind of baggy and um, I don't know. And I'm a very small, like petite person. I'm only 4'11". So I just drown in that. But I mean, again, if that's something that you absolutely love, go ahead. That's why this is a debate. Like, feel free to send us an Instagram message and tell me that I'm wrong. That characters, <laughs> I know Kara and Casey are already saying that as they're listening to me right now. I'm that Amanda is wrong. But um, yeah, they're not worth it for me. What about you? Yeah, um, I, <laughs> Amanda and I have, I have very similar opinions. And it's funny, we kind of balance Karen and Casey out because I feel like they were saying the exact opposite on their episode. But that's why we have this representation on the team. Um, and it might be because we're from the West Coast and you don't wear long sleeves a lot in the West Coast. Uh, but I agree with you that they are, they are, they're meant to be comfortable clothing. I mean, I have a few spirit jerseys. I only bought one of them at full price in the parks and it was before they were as expensive as they are now. Um, but they are like my go-to when I want something long sleeve comfortable at the end of my day to throw on. I know Kara wears one every single day for the same exact reason. Um, but for styling outfits in the parks, they really aren't super flattering. Um, and they are, they can be pretty heavy material and the parks are located in hot States, but I agree with you. I have a couple that I bought on shop Disney on sale and that was worth the price to me (laughs) because I love, I have baby Yoda ones that I bought on sale and I love him and I love wearing them around my house with my (laughs) Yoda blanket and my baby Yoda pillow. (laughs) So so cute. (laughs) Just all decked out. But I agree. It's, I, I get it's, kind of like the lounge flies where if you see one that you just love the pattern or if there's a Halloween one and you're obsessed with Halloween and you want to buy that and wear it all year round, like go for it. I fully support you in that. (laughs) Um, But I know mine don't really leave the house very much and they're just comfy shirts for me to wear. (laughs) The next item I put on here is kind of random, but it's actually something that I do think is worth the price. So it is a fuel rod. So if you guys don't know, the fuel rods are um, the portable chargers for your cell phone that you can purchase in. uh, You can do this in Walt Disney World or at the Disneyland Resort. Sydney, do you have one? I have three. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You think they're worth the price as well? (laughs) Yeah. I think any portable charger is worth the price. I mean, you want to invest in a good one. You don't want it to die out on you very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know my phone, when I take pictures, I drop like 10% per second when I'm taking pictures. So I need it plugged into my fuel rod constantly. And I love that the fuel rods are like all over Disneyland and all over Walt Disney World. Like, so you don't have to even worry about charging your charger. Because when it dies, you just put it back in there and it gives you a new one that's like fully juiced up and ready to go. I love that. So I think it was like $30 when I bought it and it's been 100% worth it for my trip. I don't have to have that constant worry of, is my phone going to die? I'm not going to get my pictures and videos. Like we're good to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. And um, the next item on our list is packaged candy or treats or popcorn. So all of that good stuff you would buy in the gift shop to take home with you. (laughs) And we totally debated on whether this was merchandise or food. And we decided that because you're buying it and you're taking it home with you and it's packaged, that it was merchandise for us. No matter Um, how long it lasts, even (laughs) if it lasts a day after your trip. It's still a souvenir. <laughs> yes. It's, and that's the souvenir that I buy the most. I hoard packages of the delicious almond toffee from Disneyland in my pantry until I can go the next time and buy more. Like, I literally treat that stuff like gold. <laughs> <laughs> we only eat it on special occasions. 
But we have that. The popcorn is really good too. I love the churro popcorn that they have um, at Disneyland that you can purchase in the bags and take home. Um, And even like the treats in the cabinet, like the churro toffee, we'll grab that and bring it home. And you can freeze the treats like that and they actually last a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have to freeze mine or else I'll eat them in a week and then I'll have to wait three months to get new ones. So um, I think last time we went, I brought home churro toffee. I really love their peanut butter. They call them peanut butter sandwiches. But oh, yeah. like um, this peanut butter nougat bar with graham cracker and covered in chocolate. And it is like the best invention ever. It is so good. Um, it, sometimes it doesn't even make it home with me. I'll eat it on my way out of the park, <laughs> walking to my car. So I think we can both agree that we think it's worth the price. Yes, definitely worth the price. Grab treats because there's nothing better than when you're suffering from post Disneyland sadness and you can pull out a Rice Krispie tree and eat it. There's nothing better. So worth the price. <laughs> All right. The next one is ears, mini ears. And I think this might be one that we actually do not agree on, Sydney. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I would be a hypocrite if I said I didn't think they were worth the price because I have probably about 50 pairs of ears now. Um, I've been collecting them since I was going as a kid. We used to buy like a hat every time for a souvenir. And then it evolved into the pretty sparkly mini ears because I would just feel like a princess. So um, yeah, I think my collection's reaching 50 between the parks and the small shop ears that I have. I do have a mix of both. But those ears just get me. I know like they used to be 20 bucks when I ate. No, actually 15 bucks when I started buying them. And now they're up to 30. So it definitely hurts the wallet. I have to be more selective. And I don't, I'll be honest, I don't like every pair that they come out with. Um, I probably haven't bought a new pair since last winter from them. So I definitely recommend being choosy with them since they are so expensive. Um, But a very well-kept secret that I have is um, going on eBay. And I know some of those prices can be ridiculous. Like you have to sift through the the people selling merch for 200 bucks on there when the item's only worth 30 bucks in the park. But if you sift through it, there are actually, I think these uh, cast members go on and sell the ears for like a regular price, if not cheaper, because they get a huge discount when they buy it. So Mm -hmm. it really helps balance out those people on eBay. So I've bought ears that are totally in season for like 25 bucks instead of 30. So like it's, I save $5, but they add up. So that's something I recommend, especially if you can't buy them in the parks. Like I couldn't go all through quarantine. I would buy ears on eBay to make myself feel better. (laughs) Yeah. So, yes, we're different on this one. I do not buy the park ears. And that's not because I don't think they're beautiful. There are some that are beautiful. And I've thought about buying some. Um, But honestly, they hurt my head. Like, I feel like just small shop ones are so much more comfortable. The Disney Park ones, I cannot wear for an entire day. Like, I make it to lunch and I'm done. And they're in my backpack taking up room. You know, um, I have not bought a pair of park ears since 2016. Like that's how much I do not, I refuse to buy them. (laughs) Um, and the last pair I bought was on my bachelor bachelorette party at Disneyland and I did not even buy them. Someone bought them for (laughs) me, (laughs) not even buy those ones. Um, but I do have quite a few small shop ones. Um, that I've purchased or have been gifted to me. And I love those and I can wear them all day long. Um, so for me, they're not worth it, um, but they are beautiful. And yeah. I've got them for people as gifts before. Yeah, it was, it's just one of those things where a lot of people will collect certain things like coins. I collect many years. <laughs> that was the thing that I said, okay, I'm going to buy as many as I want of these. <laughs> and I'm running out of storage. So um, I guess I'll just have to find a bigger apartment. Because <laughs> I don't think I can downsize. Each pair 
I, I'm very intentional when I buy them and each pair is special to me. So, um, but our last item on the list was something that I was excited to talk about because I clearly, like, I just don't get them in general as a concept, but they are wishables. So Amanda, what do you think of wishables? Um, okay. This one's a hard answer because I think wishables are adorable. So cute. I have an Alice one that I got from my friend Amber and it's the cutest thing ever. And they're so soft and they're just, they're just adorable. However, I have never got a bag and like hoped that it was my wishable that I wanted and had the disappointment of opening it and it not being the wishable that I wanted. Like to me, that would stress me out. That did I and I think they're like, are they fifteen dollars? Like ten or fifteen dollars or something? Yeah. They're, they're not super they're, cheap. Yeah, they're like at least ten. So I would just be paranoid that like if I got the snack one and I really wanted the churro and then I ended up with the turkey leg, like I just wasted like $15 on this turkey leg that I don't want. Um, So I think if it's like I can buy it from somebody who already has opened it for me, (laughs) then it's worth it. But I'm not going to like go into this blind and... I guess I'm not really good at like the feeling the bag and yeah. There are some people that are experts on that. And My Amber, shout yeah. out to Amber. That's exactly <laughs> who I was thinking of. <laughs> She's an expert. I did that with her at Disney World, and she got like all of them right. I don't know how she does it, but she yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, I think it's safe to say that you and I don't really like surprises. So buying anything in a mystery pack would just feel like it isn't worth the price um, if we can't pick it out ourselves. So I agree with you. I think they are adorable. I love them, but I don't own any because I know if I were to start, like I would want the whole set and then it would just grow and I don't need to collect anything else. I have my mini ears. I'm good. So (laughs) when people collect wishables, it almost stresses me out because it's like, it's kind of like Pokemon. You got to catch them all. And it's, it's <laughs> that's what it reminds me of. And I think that that gives me a little bit of anxiety. But I do think they are adorable. Um, I know Amber collects them. I love seeing her collection. Uh, she had to downsize a little bit to get other ones that she wanted. But I think the stress of having extra ones, too, when you open it up, like, and you get maybe a wishful that you already own or that you didn't want. And then you just frantically try to sell it on eBay to someone <laughs> to get your money back. Um, I don't need that in my life. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, well, oh that God. is the end of our merchandise debate. Um, we gave our answers. Not very rapid fire, but we had some opinions. So um, it's always good to hear a different perspective. But our last segment is super exciting. Uh, Do you want to explain the rules, Amanda? Sure. So we're kind of going to play like picture prices right in a way. Um, Can you guess the price? So I pulled up some different Disney merchandise or Disneyland food, and I'm going to have Sydney guess the price of the item. And then Sydney did the same thing for me. Um, So do you want me to go first? Sure, Amanda. So why don't you give me your items? Um, I think we each chose three. So you give me your items and I'll have to guess the price for them. Okay. And for our listeners, if you want to join in on the little guessing game with us, um, we're going to have these posted on our Instagram stories on the Wednesday, September 1st that this episode comes out. Um, So you can join us as well or play along with us in the comments if you're on YouTube. Um, All right. So the first item I have for you, and I think we're going to put a picture up here. So if you're on YouTube, you can see as well, um, are the new bobble bar ears. Um, they are mini ears. They're black and white. They have a pretty big bow. Um, how much do you think they are? <laughs> okay. So with my vast knowledge on ears, um, I know regular ears are 30. And I know that the bobble bar and the lounge fly collaborations with Disney are a lot more expensive. So 
based off of that knowledge, I'm going to guess that the bobble bar ears are going to be like 50 bucks, maybe like $49.99. They're pretty close. Actually, they were a little more cheaper than I was expecting. Okay. Yeah. So they were $44.99. Right in the middle. <laughs> right in the middle. You were close. Yeah. Um, but they were cheaper than I was imagining that they would be because usually the specialty ones are a little more. So good job, Disney. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the next thing I have for you is an Alex and Ani bracelet. And it's the Sleeping Beauty. Since we're talking about Disneyland, it's the Sleeping Beauty one that you can buy at Disneyland. Okay. Now, I did not know that you chose these items ahead of time. Like, that you didn't consult me in these at all. But No, I just she happened, did not know. <laughs> <laughs> I just so happened to have bought an Alex and Annie bracelet from the parks before. So I know that they are expensive. They are $45 per bracelet. Or if you get a two-pack, they're 75 bucks. Okay, so these are <laughs> cheaper. They were $39.95. Those ones were cheaper? Yeah. Wow. I don't know if it's just because, I don't know. I don't know if it's just because it has the one charm or, I don't yeah. know. But $39.95. Wow. Yeah, they, I know they mark down some of the princesses if they've had them for a while. But if you want to get, like, like, I have the Mickey Fun Wheel um bracelet and that was $45 so I guess they vary in price but I'm just highballing Disney here <laughs> yes you are but I mean yeah makes sense all right and then the last one this is truly me like guessing Sydney on something that she knows very well so she told us she goes to Lamplight Lounge all of the time and always gets the lobster nachos so how much are the lobster nachos Sydney if I want to try to be exact, I would estimate like around 20 bucks, but I think it was, it's more like twenty one ninety nine, twenty nine nine something around there. <laughs> $21, exactly. 21 okay. <laughs> I got one right. So yeah, I just wanted to see what you remember, because I know it's been a little while since you've been there, so yeah. testing your knowledge over here. And I'm surprised I remember that, because I don't even look at the price when it comes to food. <laughs> Sometimes. That is so true. Like, I mean, if it's good, like, it's worth it to me. I see something I want on the menu, and that's the only thing I want. That's just what I'm going to have to buy. Yep. So that was really fun, though. Um, I love Thank that. You. I I really overestimated because it's Disney and everything's expensive. But um, I have three items from Amanda. I didn't do very mainstream items, um, so I'm really putting her to the test here. <laughs> Um, but the first item I have is the Disney Parks Wishables Mystery Pin Set. And it's a blind set. So I put a picture up over here. Um, you can see how cute these little pins are. They're just like the Wishables where you get them in a pack and you don't know which ones you get. And you get five pins. So how much do you think that is, Amanda? Oh, gosh. And I don't buy pins. So, like, I have no idea <laughs> how much they would be. You get five in the package. They're five, like, little mini pins. But they're little mini. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say $19.95. Ooh. So these are actually $27.99. Oh, my God. <laughs> little guys. Oh, man. You're paying almost $6 a pin, and you don't even get to choose them. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> going back to our debate, yeah, not worth it. <laughs> and I know a lot of people love the whole mystery. Um, I love the mystery when I get a McDonald's toy in a kid's meal. But I don't, <laughs> when I'm, it's coming with my meal for free, but I don't love the mystery when I'm spending almost 30 bucks on it. I can get a pair of yeah. ears that I know I love. So um, I was surprised that they were so expensive. But uh, the next item I have is the Black Tap Crazy shake um i know that you've been to black tap before so let's see if you can remember some of the menu items this is the special edition shake with a little mickey mouse on it and some rock candy so how much do you think that shake is um so i have never had this shake but i know that most of their shakes are like in the like 20 to 25 dollar range and since it's a specialty one i'm gonna go a little bit higher so I'm going to say 
four dollars. You are exactly right, Amanda. <laughs> it's twenty-four dollars. Um, and it wow. is a strawberry shake with a vanilla frosted rim, Mickey Mouse shaped sprinkles topped with a house-made Mickey Mouse shaped crispy treats, and the white and red rock candy sticks, whipped cream, red sp- sprinkles, and a cherry. So you get Sounds all delicious. All that for twenty-four bucks. <laughs> and you can split it between three people and you won't have to pay as much. <laughs> it can be dinner, really. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. So that's All right. Good. What's the last item? Because I'm hoping I can go for three. <laughs> okay. So this is the Aoa drink from Trader Sam's. I've never had it before, but it comes in a giant glass and like kind of like a, a bowl almost that you can probably buy on top of that. So this is kind of, you have two price ranges here with the souvenir bowl. Um, it can definitely be split between multiple people, or if you're ambitious enough, you could drink it yourself. <laughs> um, but how much do you think just the drink is without the bowl or the mug? Gosh. Okay, so I've been to Trader Sam's, it's been a while. I know that their drinks are kind of on the pricier side, and that one is huge. Mm-hmm. It's literally a bowl. Um, so I'm going to say 25, 26, maybe. Okay. So just the drink you think is 26 or 25. How much do you think it is with the souvenir mug? It's probably like 40. You are very close. So <laughs> the drink alone is 23 and the drink with the souvenir mug or bowl, whatever you want to call it. It's more of a bowl, to be honest, like mm-hmm. a fish bowl. But yeah. that is $43. Okay. And again, it's you can probably... Cheaper than I thought it would be. Yeah. Like, I thought it would definitely be more than 23 I thought I was, like, kind of on the lower end guessing. But, yeah. wow. Which it can drink... You can drink for two with that. So, it's pretty yeah. reasonable when you have multiple people splitting it. Um, but that was the last item. And I thought this was a really fun game. So thanks for playing. Yeah, I love this. Oh my gosh. I'm totally a Price is Right person. So we should play Disney Price is Right way more often. Yeah. So like Amanda said before, make sure you check out these games we will have on our Instagram stories this week at Why We Disney Podcast. Um, and also don't forget to follow us on Instagram while you're there. Uh, subscribe on YouTube, follow us on TikTok, Pinterest, all the social medias. Um, and thank you so much for continuing to listen to us. We were so excited to bring this Disneyland episode to you today. And we're hoping to have a lot more Disneyland content in the future. So you might hear from us again. Um, but we just want to thank you guys for your support. And we love you. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.